0: Welcome to COC Cape Town Sermon Downloads. Enjoy this message. We started our series last week called Believe, Build and Break Out. I want to continue talking to us for a few moments we have together this morning to continue encouraging our faith to understand that we are called to believe, we are called to build, we are called to break out. Amen. Last week we had a look at the fact that the enemy wants is after our belief. He's after your belief. The enemy wants to change what you believe because Mark chapter 9 verse 23, the Bible said, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who can believe. Let me say that again. If you can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So if you can believe all things are possible uh, to those who believe, then the opposite is also then true. That if you can't believe, then all things will be impossible to those who can't believe. Henry Ford said, he said, if you you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. That's very often what our belief system is. The enemy wants to change our belief and if the enemy can get you to stop believing, he can get you to stop building. Let me say that again this morning. If the enemy can get you to stop believing, he can get you to stop building because he's after your belief. He wants to change your belief. Amen. Or if the enemy can cause doubt, he will get you to start doubting what you are building. That's what the enemy is. The Bible calls him an accuser and a thief. Proverbs twenty-three, verse seven. The Bible says, For "As a man thinks within himself, so easy." Now, I want to say this to us as we encourage ourselves: believe, build, and break out. God has not called you, amen, to be in a prison cell of your own or self-imposed prison in your mind. God has not called you, amen, to be limited. God has called you to be free in order to build. He wants you to build His church. He wants you to build your life. Amen. But God does everything on the earth through building. I want you to get this this morning. God does everything through on the earth through building amen he builds his church we just worshiped that this morning matthew 16 verse 18 and also i say to you that you are peter that on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church i will build my church jesus was very clear and very specific when he told his disciples he said I'm coming to build my church so the church of Jesus Christ is not just going to arrive it's not just going to expand it's not just going to advance outside of somebody building amen you just turn the keyboards down in my monitor slightly please but I want to say this to us this morning that Jesus is very clear we have to build this church and he's going to use you and I to build his church can you say amen but not only does he build his church but he also builds his children 1 Peter 2 verse 5 But you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So the Bible says we are living stones and we are being built up a spiritual house. So although it is very frustrating to say the least about not being able to have church like we are able to have normally because of all the regulations and lockdowns, I wanna say this to you again. We are still gonna continue to build the church. We should come out of lockdown stronger than we went into lockdown, why? Because we are building the church inside the walls and outside of the walls, amen. Because we have to understand that we are called to build. We're not called to maintain, we're not called to back off, but we are called to build the church of Jesus Christ and the baton is in our hands, amen. Lost people might not be in this building this morning, but lost people are everywhere you find yourself in the week. And that is how we build the church. We build the church by looking for people that don't know Christ. That is how we we share our testimonies. We build the church. We have to have a building mindset, amen. Not a maintenance mindset, not a comfort mindset, but a building mindset. You have to become a builder of the church of Jesus Christ and you have to build yourself up. That is why God sent Jesus to set man free from, from the bondage of sin and limitation. And self-imposed prisons in his mind. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 4:18, the very first sermon he ever preached. He said, For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What is he saying? He's saying, I've come to break you out of the bondage of poverty in order for you to build. Did you know that a poor man can't build anything? If a poor man has got no resource, if a poor man has got no access to anything, very often they, they just live a life of existence. They live a life of maintenance. They live a life of survival. And Jesus says, the very first thing I've come to do is I've come to set poor people free. Why? Because I want a poor person to be able to build something in his life. It's not right that people are unable to build. Every human being should have the right to build something. Something. build a house, build a career, build whatever it is, build a CV, build a, build a build a business. God is into building and building His church. Amen. You can't build the church of Jesus Christ when everybody's got nothing to contribute. That is how you build. You build when everybody contributes, every joint supplies. But if somebody has not got something, that's why Christ came to set us free. And I want to say this to you again. Amen. We're not going to go back in lockdown. We're going to come out stronger on the other side. Why? Because we've got a building model mindset. Amen. So although we're going to rebuild many aspects of our country and the economy, we have to have a building mindset. Say, I am a builder this morning. Say, I am a builder this morning. So he said what? He said because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Did you know that a person with a broken heart does not build they can't build. We have to help people to mend broken hearts. But if something's broken, it's not built. So we have to mend it in order to be able to get it to build. That is why Christ came to set us free so we can have a building mindset. Amen. He wants to rebuild marriages. He wants to rebuild people's lives. If you've got a broken heart this morning, for whatever reason you might have one, I want to say to you this morning, Christ wants to mend that broken heart so that you can get back on your feet and you can build. Amen. God has not called you to back off or to or to tiptoe through life or to disappear or to withdraw back into your shell though no, God has called you to be a builder and he goes on to say to proclaim liberty to the captives notice again He's come to open up prison doors. Why? Because if a person is in a a 4x4 cell or a 3x2 cell or a 2x2 cell, that's the maximum the person can can use their their talents and gifts. You can't build when you're in a prison. Amen. That's why Christ came to break us out of prison so we can have a building mindset. Because when the sun sets free, he's free indeed. Amen. And we have to stay free in Christ. So we can be builders, amen. That's why as a Christian, as a child of God, you should be the most optimistic person on the planet. You should be the most creative person on the planet because you have the creative God who created heaven and earth living inside of you. Why? Because God wants you to build something with your life, amen. You're not going to accept right now uh, lockdown or recession or you got a job loss or customer loss. We're not going to camp there and accept that. We're going to have to rebuild if we have to rebuild, but we're going to get back to it having a building mindset, amen. As a child of God, as a leader, you are a builder of a home cell. You are a builder of a structure. We have to stay in a building mindset, amen. Because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So although hell might come at you, although hell might be coming against you today, I wanna say to you, if you stay in the church and you choose to be a builder of the church, you will overcome, why? Because hell's gates will not prevail against the church. If you believe that this morning, give Jesus a shout of praise all over this place right there in cape town north right here in in cape town right there on youtube and facebook this morning so jesus sets us free oh he goes on to say what he says to proclaim uh, liberty to the captains recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed twice he uses a prison analogy and said i've come to set people free from self-imposed prisons in their minds very often sometimes we place ourselves in prison in our minds the way we think Amen. And we have to break out of the way that we think if we're limited in so many aspects of our lives. So Jesus sets us free in order to build. That is why the enemy will attack your confidence or your god in order to get you to stop building. That's the enemy's plot. He can't harm you, he can't hurt you. But if he can get you to the place of losing your confidence and it can get you to the place of neutral or self-doubt he gets you to stand still it gets you to rehearse all the all the problems of the past instead of looking forward to building something in your future and all then we start to move into is we start to move into a maintenance mindset now it's all about me and my survival and that's not what Christ came to do Christ came to set us free amen so we can build not just for ourselves but build his church and build for other people as well God wants to use your life to build but the enemy will attack your confidence in order to get you to start building and what he does is he uses criticism and fear to attack your confidence that's what he does he uses criticism and fear to attack your confidence so my question to us this morning where is your mindset at the moment is it in a building mindset or is it in a maintenance mindset has the enemy been attacking your confidence Are your conversations and thoughts more about survival than advancing? Are you talking to your wife and your kids and your staff? Are you talking to your husband more about survival? Let's just get through this one month. As long as we can get just through this, we're in a survival mindset. We've stopped dreaming. We've stopped believing. We've stopped advancing. We've stopped planning. We've stopped putting goals in place. We've stopped reaching forward. What we're doing now is we're just trying to survive. And I want to say it just because you're under attack. The enemy wants to rob you of your confidence, your confidence. The enemy wants to stop you from building because he knows if a child of God understands building, amen, he becomes a threat to the kingdom of darkness when a child of God understands the Purpose of building, it becomes a threat in so many ways. That is why there's such an attack and an onslaught for years and years and years and centuries and thousands of years against the simple old little conversation of tithes and offerings. Because the enemy knows if he can stop you from giving and stop you from being generous, he'll stop you from building. He'll stop you from advancing. That's why there's always this debate. Pastor, what's in the Bible? Any the Old Testament? Any New Testament? They always want to discuss generosity. Always want to discuss seed time and harvest but it's a principle God put on the earth why because he wants you to build because when you advance when you are blessed when you are prospered when you have access and resource when you have excess then you are able to build you're able to prosper you're able to advance amen I mean Jesus himself had a treasurer because he had money he wasn't a poor God although he became poor so we could become rich he gave up his life so we could have life that's what he did he gave it up so sometimes God is going to speak to you about giving up certain things but God doesn't want you to be in a poverty mindset because he said I've come to preach good news to poor people I want you to get it this morning. Amen. You can't allow yourself to lose your confidence. You can't allow yourself to go back to that place where all you're doing now is you're living in a survival mindset. All it is is just, I've just got enough just to feed me like I said a few weeks ago in Two Kings with that widow woman. I've just got enough bread to make food for my son and I. Then we go into a house and we're going to die. No, you're not going to die. I declare over you this morning. You are going to live. You are not going under. You are going over. Amen. You are not going to decrease amen you are going to increase why because you are a builder you've got a building mindset i will build my life i will build the church amen i will build my future i am a builder and on this rock of christ i will build not on man's promises but on the promises of god will i build my life if you believe that this morning say amen all over this place so enemy will use criticism and fear to stop you from building amen That's what the Bible calls him, the accuser and a thief. He will accuse you through criticism or he will steal your confidence through fear. That's what he does. When it comes to criticism, the Bible tells us a great story of Nehemiah who encountered this criticism tactic when he was rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. So God puts a dream, a desire in his heart. This man is in exile and he gets a, 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 a vision to rebuild the broken down walls in Jerusalem like God will give you. That's where everything comes from. Your business, your career, it's a dream, it's a gift, it's a passion, it's something in you. I have to do this thing with my life. I've got to give my, my gifts and my talents towards this dream, this vision. It might be a business, it might be a career, it might be some sporting achievement you want to achieve. It might be a degree, whatever it might be, but you have this desire to build something. And so Nehemiah has this this vision to build and the bible says in nehemiah 2:18. and then i told him of the hand of my god which had been good upon me so god is with him and that's what god is with for you this morning god is with you this morning because i'll never leave you nor forsake you so sometimes when we're going through attack or we're going through persecution or we're going through some setback we can very often think that god has left us no god has not left you you under attack God's never going to leave you. God's never going to forsake you. God is is backing you 1,000, 1,000,000% to build. God wants you to put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Amen. But pastor, I sinned yesterday. Well, repent of your sin and get back to building. Amen. Repent of your your sin and get back to building. Don't write yourself off, but you have to learn to build. Can you say amen this morning? So he says, what I told him of the hand of my God, which had been good uh, upon me and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me so they said let us rise up and build notice what he said let us rise up and build and they set their hands to do this good work so the bible says what he said let us rise up and build notice they made a decision we're going to build Now notice, the minute you make a decision to build, all hell normally breaks loose. Why? Because the devil doesn't want you to build. That is why he comes against the church. Because he doesn't want us to build the church. He wants us to get into a comfortable mindset or a comfort mindset. He doesn't want us to build the church. And you have to learn to be a builder despite the onslaught that is against your life. So they set their hands to do this good work. You have to set your mind and set your hand to do this good work. So the Bible said in Nehemiah 2.19, the next verse, But when Sanballat, the Horonite, Tobiah, the Ammonite official, and Geshem, the Arab, heard of it, they laughed at us and despised us and said, What is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? So notice what the Bible says. The Bible says, And so they despised us and laughed at us. What is he saying? He says that they came against his plan to build. They laughed at him and they despised him. That word laugh, it means, to another translation says, they laughed us to scorn. That means they mocked us. They made light of what we were doing. That's what the enemy does. He often comes against the church, the Christian. Oh, you stupid happy clappies. All the church wants is your money. All of you people are crazy. All of you people, when you've got weakness or you've got sickness, you run to your God. You, always, you can't handle yourself out in the world. I've heard all every argument before because the enemy will come in with all kinds of lies and accusations because he's the father of all lies. The Bible said he's a thief. He comes but only but to steal, kill and destroy. And i say this to you this morning. Although the enemy might come against you when when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. Amen. So you have to understand You must not be afraid of the attacks of the enemy but when you put your hand up to build amen he does not like it when people want to build he wants people to maintain he wants people to back off he wants people to run away he wants people to betray he wants people to quit that's the nature of the enemy he himself is a liar he himself is a thief he himself wants to stop because he could not build himself But he wanted to steal what was God's. He could not build it himself. He wanted to take what was not rightfully his. And so because he can't build, he wants to stop you from building. So you have to put your foot out and say, Hey, I'm not building on my own foundation. I'm building on the rock of Christ. Christ has defeated you, devil. Christ has overcome you. You can throw every accusation at me. You can criticize me all day long. But I'm not listening to your criticism. Why? Because I'm building on the rock of Christ. Amen. And when you build on the rock of Christ, you will overcome and gates uh, hell's gates cannot prevail against the church say amen with me this morning so the bible says what they laughed and they despised us that word despise means to think to be worthless that's what happens when somebody criticizes you that's what happens when you lose your confidence you don't think you're worth anything well i can't go back and give it a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance why because i made a mistake in the first three chances well go back the fourth time Go back the fifth time. When the disciples came to Christ and said, How many times must we forgive our brother? Seven times? He said, No, 70 times seven. Now, I don't know about you, but I went to school and my math tells me that's 490 times. Now, I don't know about you, but there's 490 chances in forgiveness. So, if there's 490 chances in forgiveness, then there must be 490 chances in advancing and, and a second chance, surely, if God, if Jesus told his disciples to, to forgive 490 times. And I believe if you get to 490, You'll move it to 4,900 because there is no end to our card. But if you quit on yourself, If you withdraw back in your shell because of criticism, because somebody said something, because you made a mistake or maybe you you started a business and you didn't know what you were doing and you made a mistake and you went bankrupt. I say, go back and learn how to become a better businessman and go back and build a second business. Why? Because you are called to build. You are not called to maintain. You are not called to be an echo, but you have a voice. Amen. And Jesus said, the sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So when you follow the voice of the good shepherd, You will develop your own voice in Jesus' name. But you are not an echo, amen. You are a voice. You have a voice. And society wants to hear your voice. Inside of you is a gift. Inside of you is a talent. There's a fingerprint unique just to you. Out of 7 billion people, your fingerprint is the only fingerprint of its kind on the planet. It's unique to you. And if you don't let that fingerprint leave a mark on society, society is cheaper. And it'll all be because you quit on yourself because God has not quit on you. So don't quit on yourself. You have to be a builder. So don't listen to the criticism of the enemy. Don't listen to the fear and the intimidation of the enemy. You get back up again and you build. Why? Because you are a builder. Christ came to set you free to build. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. If Christ could build, you can build because Christ is in you and Christ is is for you and Christ wants to work through you. But you have to put your hand up and say, I will build in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? So the fear of criticism or criticism itself has robbed more people from fulfilling their dreams and destinies than anything else. The fear of criticism. What will people think? They laughed and they mocked and they despised Nehemiah when he was building. That is why one of the richest places on the earth is the cemetery so many people have died with countless dreams and visions and plans and ideas and business ventures and songs and books and creativity in them. But they never brought them to life while they were alive due to a lack of confidence from criticism. People have thought, said things about me. I made a mistake. I felt like a fool. I looked like a fool. Who said so? When the disciple, the 10, 12 spies were sent to the promised land, a good place, a land flowing with milk and honey, 10 came back and said, we can't. And if you can, or you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. The Bible says they said they couldn't. And as a result of them of the not being able to, they never entered the promised land. They said we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so were we in theirs. The way you see yourself is the way other people will see you you see yourself as a grasshopper people will see you as a grasshopper but you are not a grasshopper you are an eagle amen why because you are you are serving the one amen you are serving the lion of the tribe of judah you will rise up and mount up with wings of eagles amen you'll not hop like a grasshopper but if you see yourself as a grasshopper you'll never build anything in your life and i want to say to you today you have to build amen because jesus said, i will build my church and so the second thing the enemy will use is fear nehemiah chapter 6 verse 1 when he can't get you amen to 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 back off from building the bible says what he will start to use fear and intimidation now it happened verse uh nehemiah 6 verse 1 now it happened when sand tobiah geshem the arab and the rest of our enemies heard that i had rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it though at at that time i had not hung uh, the doors in the gates that sand and geshem sent to me saying come Let us meet together amongst the villages in the plains of Ono. But they they, they sought to do me harm. So the Bible is very clear. The Bible says that this man Nehemiah was building... And just after he started to get to the end of the project or he was advancing in his building project, they then said, well, this guy's not, he's not buckling or backing off to our criticism. Let's try to intimidate him through fear. So they invite him to to the fields of Ono, uh, to the plains of Ono. But thank God Nehemiah was wise. He had a spine. He had a backbone of steel. And he said, instead of going to the plains of Ono, he said, oh no, thank you, devil. I'm not coming to your party. I'm not going to the coffee shop where you're going to intimidate me. I'm not listening. Amen to your 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 threats of intimidation the bible said why because they, they thought to do me harm and so nehemiah replies in verse 3 nehemiah chapter 6 so i sent messengers to them saying i am doing a great work listen so that i cannot come down why should the work cease while i leave it and you and go down to you so nehemiah says what he says i'm on the wall i'm building I'm not getting off the wall to come to you to listen to your your, your intimidation. That's what many Christians do. They spend more time trying to fight the devil instead of resisting the devil, ignoring the devil. When you give the devil attention, when you give negative people attention, you feed their negativity. When you starve them of any attention, they just disappear. They wither away like like a dead leaf. But the minute you give them attention, when you become emotionally attached on social media, when you fight and argue on social media about stupid things, when you argue and fight, about silly things about doctrine about this and about that you keep that same argument over and over and over and you stop building so nehemiah said why should i come down off the wall he says i'm doing a great work a god is busy doing a great work in me and through me i'm busy building he said why should i get off the wall and come and build or come and talk to you james 4 verse 7 says therefore submit to god resist the devil and he will flee notice the bible says, submit to god the Bible doesn't say submit to the devil. He said submit to God and resist the devil. So when you seek first the kingdom of God, when you build His church, amen, the Bible says, at the, and you resist the devil, he will flee. So we don't fight the devil. We resist the devil. Because the devil has been defeated. We're not fighting the devil. Because our, 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 our the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We're not fighting flesh and blood. What are we doing? We are building the church of Jesus Christ. I am building my career. I am building my business why because my business is a kingdom business my career is a kingdom career I've plugged my life into the kingdom of God I'm building on the rock of Christ I got the place I go to to earn a salary that's just my function but my purpose is to be a light over there my purpose is to make a difference over there my purpose is to advance Christ's kingdom over there my purpose is to win the lost over there that is how I build the church but I'm not going to get involved in all kinds of petty arguments because that's what the enemy wants he wants you to get off the wall and come down to the fields of, oh no, we want to talk to you. you got nothing to say to me. God talks to me. The Holy Spirit talks to me. Can you say amen this morning? So he says what? He says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's why at one time when Timothy was also building the church, he was given the baton to build the church. Paul had to remind him not to allow criticism and fear to derail him. Because Nero was trying to derail him. Nero was trying to intimidate him. Nero was sent out a message to say, tell Timothy or the church in Ephesus, we are going to kill every Christian if they serve God. Much like people are being intimidated today people have been told if you come to church and you're not to you over a certain number we can arrest you we can send you to prison and our people start to back off and they stop building the church i'm not saying you should break the rules i'm not saying you should you should exceed numbers but what i am saying to you is even if you can't attend church on this sunday does that mean you've got this the other six days because you couldn't be in a building you stop building the church it does it mean you lose your testimony does it mean you stop sharing the goodness of jesus christ out there the marketplace does it mean we stop tithing and stop giving because we can't attend a physical service no my brother no my sister we are called to build the church seven days a week 24 hours a day 365 days a year and maybe four times a month you might come to a physical building so as much as we're going to fight for the opening of the buildings and we're going to fight for people to get back to church that does not mean that you should stop building the church because people threaten you to arrest you when you share your faith look around you it's not just in the four walls of the church where people are being threatened people are changing legislation people are fighting uh, the removal of scripture from the bible prayer from all over the place because the enemy wants to stop you from building in schools he wants to stop you from building in business he wants to stop you from building in politics he wants to stop you from building in society why he wants to shut you down through criticism he wants to shut you down through fear and if you allow him to intimidate you you will stop building amen but the bible says what paul writes to timothy in 2 timothy 1 6 and he says i'm writing to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gifts God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. He says what? I encourage you fan into a flame and rekindle the fire. He says get your fire back for God Timothy. He says get yourself back on fire for God you've lost your first love. He says you're lukewarm right now. He says we have to drag you. We have to try and persuade you. The enemy wants to steal your belief. Because if he can steal your belief he'll stop you from building. Get back Timothy. He says get back that the young young man on fire that you were he says get your fire back and start building again he says build again you stopping you are in a survival mindset timothy he says for god will never give you verse seven a spirit of fear but the holy spirit who gives you mighty power love and self-control or a sound mind you see when you stop building you start losing your mind Because your mind is everywhere else except on the things of God. He said, set your mind on things above, not on the things of this earth. That doesn't mean to say you disappear from life, but what is He saying? He says, set your mind on things above. He said, seek first my kingdom. Get a heavenly purpose again. Get your first love back again. Share your testimony with some lost people. Get your fire back from God. Get your, get your nose back in your Bible again. Read your Bible. Get back into home sale. Some of you have stopped giving. Some of you have stopped contributing. Because you're using all of your own money, your resource on your own houses. And the Bible says in Haggai, you look at your own house. You're building your own paneled houses. But my house stands in ruins. What is he saying? He says, get back back to the place where you're building again get a building mindset back get your building mindset back amen now again i say to you you might not be able to come to the building for four weeks four sundays in a month but you can build on a monday you can build on a tuesday you can build on a wednesday you can build at the gym you can build at the mall you can build at your family bride you can build everywhere because you can build the church with your faith and your testimony can you say amen this morning so he says what he says, verse eight, so never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. You see, they tried to shame him so he can, keep, he can be embarrassed about his Christian faith. He says, never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment, but overcome every evil by the revelation of the power of God. What is he saying? Paul says to Timothy, he says, he says people are saying to you, are you gonna follow that guy called Paul? You're following that Jesus, the guy that crucified? Fear, intimidation. They try to reason with him. Stop uh, believing. Just be embarrassed about about what's happening in the church. That's what the that's what the enemy wants to do. Look at the church. It's it's this small little insignificant little weak thing. The church is losing. The church is closed. The pastors have got no authority. They've got no power. It's not the pastor's authority. It's not the pastor's power. It's His power. It's by the power of His might that we build. We're building on His rock. We are just the vessels that He's using. We are just the living stones that He's, he's availing. And I tell you right now, watch. Watch. The greater the darkness, the greater the light, the greater the persecution, the greater the comeback. Amen. The greater the, the lockdown, amen the greater the reopening we're going to sit with buildings going to be too small why because he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail i don't care if it's two years three years four years five years whatever the length is he will build his church and the gates of hell COVID, will not affect his church why because he's overcome COVID. amen when you put your faith in him come on if you believe that this morning say, so i'm a builder i'm gonna build the church of jesus christ amen So in closing this morning, three keys to purposeful building. Number one, if you want to be a purposeful builder of the church, number one, purpose to build the church of Jesus Christ. Make up your mind to be a a builder of the church. It might sound repetitive. It might sound cliche. It might just sound like, yes, pastor, we know that. But you know how few Christians actually understand building? Very few Christians understand building. They think the church just happens by itself no it, it took someone's life christ was the first he was the chief cornerstone the builders rejected so if you're building plans i've said this before if you're building plans are submitted and the building inspector rejects the plans because they're not happy with the plans you submitted you can't build the bible says that's what christianity is like when you get to heaven one day when you die and you get to the place where you're gonna face God. Every man's gonna get to the place where you face Christ face to face. You're gonna face Him personally. And the Bible says He's gonna look at your building plans. And if He finds your building plans with no cornerstone, He says this building is going to fall over. It needs a cornerstone. And Christ is that cornerstone. But you rejected that cornerstone because of your belief system. You said, I don't believe. So you, you tried to build your life without a cornerstone. That's why Jesus said, what does it help you gain the whole world? What does it help you build with things on the earth that moth and rust can eat? He says with this building where we are now, in a hundred years from now it might, might likely be something else. Why? Because somebody will break it down and build something. Else, But this is not eternity. This is, the, this is the natural world we live in. But when you get to eternity one day and you've got no cornerstone, the Bible says they will reject you from heaven. That sounds harsh. That's why the church exists. That's why your testament exists. That's why you have to open your mouth and not be ashamed of Christ. Why? Because every time you speak Christ in the marketplace, you build. You're putting a cornerstone into someone's life. When people are volatile, when people are suicidal, when people want to quit. Why? It's because they've got no cornerstone their building is falling apart and you and I have the have the authority to give people the cornerstone of Christ so we have to build the church amen and your life is a living stone and when you build according to the pattern of Christ the Bible says heaven rejoices with all of us Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12 and then and their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry as they do this they will be enlarged and build up the body of christ the bible says when you are built up through pastors and leaders in the five-fold ministry when you make up your mind to be a builder of the church and you allow yourself to be equipped when you put up your hand and say i want to be a home cell leader when you put up your hand and say i want to be a two ic and a three ic i want to be a, a service coordinator i want to be a, a cameraman i want to be a sound man i want to be the guy that blows the smoke in the auditorium so pastor aiden can't see the people i want to be the children's church leader i want to be an usher Uh, It's better to be a a servant at the the door of God's house than to be a bouncer in a nightclub with big muscles. Amen. But you've got no future. Why? Because it's better to put a red shirt on and can pick up some other person's dirt from the week. Why? Because I'm serving in the house of God. Because every time I serve and I open up the doors and there's a spirit of excellence and I've played a part, I'm building the church of Jesus Christ. When I bring my kids to church, I don't allow them to manipulate the family. I am the head of the house. I am the mother of the house. Johnny doesn't manipulate the church. Uh, Sarah doesn't manipulate the the, the family. Matthew doesn't manipulate the family. As for me and my house, we will serve the the Lord. Now you go to bed, Johnny, at eight o'clock on Saturday night. You're not gonna play Xbox until four o'clock in the morning and tell me you're tired. Why? Because we go to church on Sunday mornings. You will get yourself into children's church. Why? Because I'm gonna build you up, Johnny. I'm gonna make you a young man or young woman of God. Why? Because you don't know you need God. I know you need God. You need God. You need the Word of God. You don't need another Xbox, amen. You need God. You need Jesus Christ. I don't say you shouldn't play Xbox. I'm saying don't let your children manipulate through through unbelief. We don't feel like church. Well, we don't go on feelings in this family, amen. We go on faith. Get yourself in the car. We're going to church. Pastor, but there's no children's church. Well then, build your kids up at home. Show them the, the, the CRC churches, children's church every week. Uh, Pastor Angelique is making lessons every single week. And you can as a as a parent can say, sit there and let's while we're watching church online, you're watching in the room that service. Why? Because we are families that build. We're building into our children. We're putting Jesus Christ's faith into our kids. We teach them to pray. We teach them to love God. We teach them to love the Word. Why? Because we are builders. The second thing to build is what? Is to purpose to build yourself. Jude 1, verse 20. But you, my delightfully loved friends, constantly and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the spirit. So he says, what? He says, constantly and progressively. Consistently and progressively. Not all at the same time. We know in part. When I was young, a baby, I couldn't, I needed my mother to help me. Then my mother taught me to tie my shoelaces and eat by myself and then I went to primary school and then to high school and then to you got married and so you progress through life. Then eventually you leave your mother and father and you take for yourself a wife. It's a progression. The same in the spiritual realm. You're a baby Christian so we look after you. We dress you. We we counsel you. We disciple you. We baptize you. We teach you the basics of Christ. We walk with you. We hold your hand. When you make a mistake, we come and look for you. When you, when you put your, 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 your finger into the, you want to put it into the, into the electric socket, we go, no, that's going to burn you. So we, it's going to hurt you. So we, so we help you as mature believers and we help you to progress consistently, progressively. So don't write yourself off. Don't go, I don't understand everything. Well, I didn't understand algebra when I was in grade one. Well, I didn't understand my neither, but that's a different conversation. I mean, I was doing okay with maths until they added the alphabet. I just said, why did you guys do that? Because one plus one was doing fine. Then you put all kinds of alphabets in and that made it confusing. But so we constantly, we progressively build ourselves up. So I've been serving Jesus this year for 29 years. Doesn't make me better than you, just makes me further ahead. What does that mean? Nothing. Pastor Brian's been serving Jesus for 40 or 50 years. In ministry for 40 or 50 years this year. There's people that are further ahead. So I often ask Pastor Brian for advice. Why? Because he's ahead of me. So I ask people that are ahead of me for advice. My mother, for example, she's been serving God longer than me. So when they, when they speak, you listen because they're not full-time in ministry, but they, they're ahead of you. So you don't have to be uh, in full-time ministry to, to have a, 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 a calling. You, you are in Christ. But if you've been serving God for six months, then just constantly and progressively build yourself up. Teach yourself. Go to homestead every week. Become disciplined in the things of God. That's what a disciple is. A disciple is a disciplined follower. So I discipline myself and then I, I, I move on. Amen. And then lastly, what do we do? We purpose to build others. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 17. Your praise to God is admirable, but it does nothing to strengthen and build up others. So Paul is saying that if, if you, all you do all day is pray in tongues and prophesy, and if people come to church, if first time visitors come to church and all, of they, all they hear is tongues and prophecy, they're never going to understand anything. He says, that's great that you understand those things. He says, But you also are responsible to build somebody else up. So my question to you this morning is, when is the last time you raised up a young Christian? When is the last time you discipled a young Christian? When is, the, is there somebody in your life right now that is a young baby Christian? Because like a, like a mother or a, a, a husband and a wife, they get married. And Then they, they they become a mother and a father when they have their first child. So why is it that in, in the marriage of, of of two people we are we, we 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 plan to have children, but when we marriage when we enter the covenant of, of, of Christ when we marry the church, we never plan to have baby cho- we never plan to have uh, Christian young Christian children. It's it's because we haven't got a building mindset. So we have to understand you leave your father and mother you grab your, you, you 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 get a wife you, you become one flesh so the, you leave the world you you knit to christ you marry christ now you've got to have children so who are the young christians that you are busy raising up who are the young baby christians we can look at and say they are my children in christ that's why paul wrote to timothy because timothy was a son in the lord who are your sons and daughters in christ it's part of a building mindset you have to have a building mindset you have to build into somebody else build yourself up well build the church build myself up and build somebody else up if i'm not building somebody else up i'm a selfish christian I have to build somebody else up because those young Christians will ask questions mature Christians won't ask. Amen. I mean, children sometimes ask questions they risk takers, they've got no filter. They say it as it is. Why? Because they just don't know it's, it's good or bad because they don't know that there's supposed to be this filter. They just say it like it is. That's why sometimes you get into conversations and your children just expose you. They talk, like, why? Because they don't know there's a filter. Now, young Christians, when they get saved, they ask straightforward questions. and, you, um, um, and you, you, It keeps you on your toes. It makes you a parent in Christ. Amen. Are you here this morning? So my question in closing, are you still determined to stay on the wall and build? Or do you need to get back on the wall and build? I want to say to you this morning, amen. God loves you. God has called you. God has chosen you. But the enemy's after your faith. He's after your belief. Because if he can change your belief, he'll stop you from building. Get back on the wall, my brother. Get back on the wall, my sister get back to the place of having a building mindset put your hand up against so i'm going to build because when you build watch vision is restored recovery of sight to the blind amen when you build again amen broken hearts are healed sometimes COVID might have caused a broken heart lost a family member lost a business client maybe your business is in a, not in a good place when you start to build guess what happens you start to heal broken hearts vision is restored uh, prison doors are open the bible says verse 19 and i came to proclaim the, the acceptable here of the lord you received the word this morning standing all over this place. And lift your hands one more time all over this place and say, I'm a builder. Put your hands up. Just lift your hands for a few moments. Right there we are. Just stand there for a few moments. Make that commitment afresh to God again this morning. Make that commitment again. Maybe you're off the wall. Maybe you got off the wall. You're in the plains of Ono. You're sitting out in the place of comfort. You've stopped building. Some of you were building strong. Paul said, who's bewitched you that you started out in the spirit, now you're back in the flesh, you're back in the world, putting your faith and trust in everything in the world. He says, no. He says, get back on the wall. Get back and build. Get back on the wall and build. The church might not be able to meet normally as we can, but the church is not closed down. It's seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So come on, right there for a few moments. Make your commitment to God again this morning. Make that recommitment to Him as we're going to sing that song. Build your church one more time. Come, as we sing the song. Make that commitment again afresh this morning. Say, Jesus, I commit again to build. I commit I commit again to build. Build my family. Build my children. Build with my business. Build with my career.
1: Come on. Come on. Build. Be a builder. This morning as you're standing here, every eye, every head bowed and every eye closed. One of the first things, what an incredible word that Pastor Adam preached this morning. But one thing we know from the Bible, the very first thing that Jesus came to do was to build you. And you cannot build Jesus' church if you don't have Jesus. And this morning, as Pastor Adam preached this morning, we want to give you the opportunity. Maybe you're joining us for the very first time this morning. Somebody invited you. But one thing you know that nothing happens by accident. And that this morning you are here for a predetermined reason. Second person I'm speaking to this morning is maybe your first love has grown cold. And this morning, you've, that fire inside of you, as Paul encouraged Timothy, maybe that fire inside of you needs to be fanned deflamed again so the fire of God can burn inside of you. But this morning, we don't want to let this opportunity pass by without giving you the opportunity to come this morning and to say, Jesus, I need you. We know that the Bible teaches us in Romans that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So therefore this morning, you joining us online, there on Facebook, on YouTube, here in the auditorium this morning, we want to give you the opportunity to pray the prayer of salvation with us this morning so that you can, your love can be rekindled with God again, your relationship can be be rekindled with God so that you can enter the gates of Jesus with praise this morning. So if if that's you this morning, we're going to have altar workers here in the building this morning that's going to come to you and just to speak to you and to tell you, but Before we do that, I just want to encourage you. If that's you, just put your hand on your heart this morning and just pray the sinner's prayer with us this morning and just say, thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth, giving your life so that we can come and accept you as our personal Lord and Saviour. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins, past, present and future. This morning, I ask that you will come into my life, that you will change me, guide me, direct me into your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this powerful message. If your life was impacted in any way and you would want to connect to any of our CRC churches worldwide, then please go visit our website at crccapetown.co.za and click on the Plan a Visit tab. Thank you for listening.